Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece today. And we have, it's romance month because it's February. And we have a special guest. Julie, you have her with you, right? I do. I have best selling romance author. <laughs> Alexandra, would you like to introduce yourself? don't think I could do it any better than that. It was pretty phenomenal. I'm so glad you have low expectations for me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's me. Low standards, low expectations. That's why I write romance. <laughs> You've written several romances. Uh, I think we've, we're, are we still in several or are we on multiple? Several's three to four. Um, multiple I soon, have, right? It would be multiple unpublished, several published. So there's there's a standalone and then a collection and two out of the trilogy that is currently being what is being like devoured by by the readers um, and then the third book of that trilogy is coming out in April. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Would you do you want to give like names and what some of them are about? Uh, my books. Yeah. Uh yeah I write uh, dark dirty and forbidden romance all about people falling in love who have no business doing so <laughs> um the standalone which is my debut is called dancing with sin about a young dancer who falls in love with her older sister's fiance it is currently on my bedside table it is fabulous oh saying yeah thank you yeah that's that's fun um yeah I i'm loving this because alex you're a friend of mine and you're, you're a friend fun. of laura's but like being in the room with you while you are receiving compliments right now oh, is it. like <laughs> so because like I'm here smiling like a goober because I'm just like so thrilled like you did a romance convention you were invited to a romance convention and you're just like you're incredible you've written these books they're they're selling Amazon's doing like a deal for one of them I saw because they it's did. so popular yeah they chose the one that got bestseller um of the entire it was I think it was like that would be 24 in the entire Kindle score store. Um, that one they they found, nominated, and chose it for a deal. So they're going to promote the heck out of me. I probably not, shouldn't curse on here. Oh, no, um, oh, no we okay. curse on this. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're going to do that for me, and I feel very, very honored. Well, it's well-deserved, and I'll keep bragging for you. Thanks, because I don't do it for myself. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. And you also... One of the things I love, not only about your writing, but also about like how you market your writing on TikTok. Oh, hey, so good. You're, you're also a talented actor. <laughs> and so you sort of embody these roles that are within the books uh -huh. to promote the books. Yeah. I just think it's so fun and great. I Recording TikToks is like a guilty pleasure at this point. Sometimes you, they're not going to do anything for your sales. And you'll spend like a half hour making them. But it's so much fun. Oh, so but for your soul. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have so, there was one, uh, a trend, a Celine Dion trend going around. And I got to pretend belt out Celine Dion for a video. And I think it only racked up like 3,000 views. But I had so much fun making it. I love that you're like, it only racked up 3,000 views. Well, <laughs> in, I, I understand like yes. in, in the level you are. Um, for me, that's like, wow, you hit it big. I did that once with a cat video. <laughs> was it Roy or Jason? Which okay, cat? So it was right. <laughs> it was right when um, Loki came out, ah. and you could get the the like theme song. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So I just did a theme song where I did like short clips of the cats running. It was right when we were had started fostering Roy, so he was like, Oh, I don't know, he's a foster. He was. We failed. He's ours now. Yes, as he should be. Um, but he was like even wilder then. Like he would like jump off the walls. Um, for context, when Alex got here, um, we were in the kitchen and she just quietly said, Your cat has the sponge. <laughs> and I, I looked I over normal. and Roy like had the sponge in his mouth and was slinking away like he had like captured a live animal mm -hmm. and was going to murder it. To be fair, depending on the sponge, it may have been alive at one point. Um, it That's was an organic point. sponge from Grove Collective, so probably. Yeah. yeah. It was probably actually like a cactus or something. I never thought mm. about that. Mm. Mm. 
So what shall we recommend for our viewers or listeners? No one's viewing this. What am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always tell readers to start with Dancing with Sin. That's like your Mm -hmm. nice uh, ease in for my stuff. It's angsty as hell uh, and super complicated. I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, But that is the one that I would to start out with which surprises people since it's like such a taboo romance between the sister and her sister and and her sister's fiance yeah that's right (laughs) the mimosa is getting to me yes (laughs) yay well then let's let's get into our movie so what movie are we going to talk about today the notebook the notebook um this is an alex recommendation uh, for us to talk about today and alex you want to give us a, a some brief plot points about the notebook sure uh it's about noah and ali who meet when they are young teenagers have that incredibly stupid profound inescapable teen romance that gets ripped apart through time parents um uh place in society things like that and it is a journey the movie is a journey of them trying to not love each other and failing mm-hmm. miserably oh oh wow that's oh that was a good one this is why you're right. I was like, oh, that is what it's about. The podcast. Uh, she's like, Julie, Alex was really good. And she didn't drop things. But she still needs to come to your house and drink mimosas out of your glasses. So thanks. These little broken glasses, they're incredible. I love these. Uh, just to be clear, I'm, they're not broken glasses. She's feeding me broken glass. But they, they have like a look on the bottom. This is how Julie gets rid of competition. <laughs> that's why i'm so successful and at the top of my game all things Uh, so uh, alex why did you uh, i promise we'll get more into this conversation uh julie and i but like why did you pick this like what you gave us a few options but why was this one of the like top ones um because i think it is it was kind of a pillar of its time for romance Mm -hmm. with like like not even regards to the period aspect of it just like the romance story kind of changed the game i feel like uh, up until this movie or at least in my sphere Mm -hmm. of experience the romance movies up until this that i experienced is like we see the events leading up to them getting together and getting Mm -hmm. that first like passionate kiss like Mm -hmm. i think about like speed for example sure sure sure. um and then like that's the end of the movie and you're like wow love is real because they kissed once (laughs) and this this flipped that script for me oh yeah because it's it's all because it so re-watching it i watched it this this movie was really big my freshman year of college like that's oh, when man. this movie came out okay. and so everybody i don't want to talk about where i was in life okay i shouldn't have said middle school then <laughs> yeah uh this is when so, all of our listening <laughs> go ahead <laughs> we have a joke whenever the age difference between laura and i comes up like everyone should quote take a drink mm-hmm. so in that respect cheers <laughs> um so it was really big when i was they're drinking mimosas and i'm here like with a coffee son of a gun um yeah so uh i don't you think that i have enough like pre-planning that i have a bar with like that's stocked in my house you're silly i always do yeah i'm not i my life is not planned like that um (laughs) but they so it was really big my freshman year of um college and so every single girl in my college hallway had this poster on her dorm room wall like it was the so I didn't watch it because I am a lover of all things niche and I'm like it's too mainstream so I didn't watch it till like three years later and I remember watching it and my sister and my mother were like in tears crying and I didn't have any tears because I did experience love yeah I'm a monster yeah so now I rewatched it I had tears but I think I had like my memory of it kind of changed and I didn't realize how much of it 
takes place after they get there like happily ever after that we know like that we knew and there's still a good like 20 25 minutes of them in the nursing home and assisted living so Mm -hmm. it definitely hit me different now but I I have I this is gonna get personal I put like two family members who I love dearly in assisted living this last year and so I definitely was like sobbing Mm -hmm. (laughs) for that I think it was one of my notes though like the opening of this movie hits differently with the birds like now that I'm older and there's like more on like I don't want to say more on the I'm not on the back nine of my life or anything yeah but now that I've like take a shot like (laughs) now that I've experienced (laughs) love and loss clink (laughs) um it just it hits differently because when i when i had watched this movie the first time uh, like i had been in relationships where like at that point in my age i was like i ain't in love but like Mm -hmm. i'm like i know now i'm like i wasn't in love i was in lust Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shout out to my high school boyfriend mark (laughs) (laughs) he's also on the podcast i'm kidding he doesn't have social media so like oh one of those (sighs) Well, this was like he hasn't. He's never had it, mm-hmm. right? You, that means you're hiding something. Like at yeah. this point, at this point, if someone doesn't have social media, you're like, wow, like damn the man saved the empire. But ten years ago, someone our age that didn't have social media, you're like, are you in jail? <laughs> well, especially because Facebook when it first started. Oh man, everyone's gonna get drunk during this episode. When Facebook <laughs> first started, and I first joined Facebook, you had to have a college email. Like it was part oh. of your college, mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna and like drink. your class, yeah. <laughs> drink away, Alex. It was part of like your college, like your classes had groups, and and so you couldn't. So no one's mom was on Facebook. It was a wonderful time. I'll indicate uh, some age here and tell you you could also use an alumni email address. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> Take a shot, man. So drunk, so drunk. We're gonna need to bring that champagne bottle just in here. <laughs> some hold music <laughs> it, made me, it made me think of like do you all know how your grandparents got together because it's interesting I think another reason why this is like so heartfelt is it feels like our grandparents tale mm-hmm. and not like mm-hmm. we all know our parents even though they love each other we know all their flaws right but our oh, grandparents yeah. feel like fairy tales if that makes sense yeah no that's that's yeah that's super fair to say mm-hmm. so I actually I don't. I don't know, like, my grandparents, like, getting yeah. together origin story. Oh, my grandpa was just coming out of the Navy, the Navy, I believe. Um, and he went to a bar and with his buddy, and he saw my grandma and just went up to her. And that was that. <sighs> he just said she was the most gorgeous woman in the room, wanted her, told her she just like complimented her in the way that he would um and that was that in history mm. my grandpa on his harley <laughs> oh he had a harley oh yeah oh, oh yeah. grandpa your grandma swooned so hard oh she oh she for sure did they were both so good looking oh. i don't know anyone that had like ugly grandparents i just want to throw right? that out there everyone was so beautiful their hair was so quaffed immaculate yeah. My grandfather and his brother moved to Indianapolis from their like small southern town, and my grandma and her sister moved to Indianapolis from their small small southern town. And they were walking. My grandma and her sister were walking down the street, and my grandpa and his brother were driving. And then they saw each other, and my grandpa just parked the car and was like, "I'm gonna marry that girl," and like walked up to her. Romantic back then. Yeah. but I hear that story now and I'd be like, I'd be terrified if a guy just was like, I'm going to park the car and start talking to you. You're the woman I'm going to marry. Yeah. Uh, no. um, here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in a period of my life mm-hmm. where Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal were the same person to me. What? Like, I could, I just like, I couldn't remember the distinction between the two. They look nothing alike. I know, but in my mind, they did the same movies, which looking back, no, they, no, very they didn't. Much didn't. No, this I, and this Bubble Boy a, are not the same movie. <laughs> this is not on them. This is on me. Yeah. But I think, I think it was like, what was that movie that Jake Gyllenhaal did with Crazy Stupid Love? Or not Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, um, it, oh, Love and Other Drugs. 
Yeah. With Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Like, like mm. desperate love, maybe not the best choices when they're young. That wasn't a This young is thing. all on me. This is all on me. I don't remember <laughs> this. I think it was like, he did a movie with Jennifer Aniston where he like worked in a convenience store. And he like, I think here's the, like they both have this sort of like meek delivery, which is weird because Ryan Gosling is so much confident in his meek delivery. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I know the difference now. And I think we can all agree. We love Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal needs to get the scarf back. (laughs) Yes. I had the biggest crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm Um, not even saying his name right. Yilanhulahay or something like that, right? (laughs) Is it Giffy or Jiffy? Is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I think I heard him in an interview one time say it was like Yilanhulahay, which is probably totally wrong. Oh my god! No, it's not. There's he's making that up. My ex might have told me that because I was obsessed with him at the time. Mm -hmm. My fun fact: my first book that I ever wrote, which is a dumpster fire and will never see the light of day, but I for sure like cast. Jake Gyllenhaal as the lead. He was the professor. Oh. Did he have like messy hair? Of course he did. Of course. Yeah. The like coat with the patches? No, he had rolled up sleeves okay. to the elbow. Mm-hmm. You gotta see the forearms, the sexy mm-hmm. forearms. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. are forearms so sexy? Because it means they can put up shelves. Oh god, doesn't it? I yeah, like put up my shelf. I do have to say, Mike did put up this shelf. Hot. I was really proud of him because all the other furniture Uh I put together. (laughs) I once had, um, I was dating this guy who worked at Lowe's, which was like so hot to begin with. And he came over to my house and he's like, I can help you refinish your basement if you want. And I was like, oh, yes. Even if this relationship doesn't work out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh, no, we're still friends. Yeah. Finish my basement. Yeah, please. No, we're still friends. And he said he's still going to do it. So it's great. Um, yeah, I, so I am, so I found a funny fact that like Rachel McAdams was filming Mean Girls, like right at the same time she was filming this. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And so they wanted her to dye her hair for Mean Girls, but she's like, I'm getting more money to do the notebook and my hair cannot be damaged. So that's Mm -hmm. why she has like the blonde wig at, during Mean Girls. I thought that was a wig. Yeah. You know what, though? Good for her. For standing like, up for herself, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that did <sighs> Private Lives. Is that the show? The Noel Coward show? The point is, she did a show. She did a theater show. Mm-hmm. And her character had platinum blonde hair. And they didn't give her a wig. They dyed her hair. Oof. And, like, every week. And they sent her to a salon. But, like, every week they touched up the roots. It destroys your hair. It destroyed her hair. And this was a girl that the entire time I'd been friends with her, I'd known her. She had had long hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And she ended up having to cut it, like, short. Like, not even, (gasps) like, a pixie cut. Like, she, because it was so damaged. And I just feel like if you're going to ask someone to, like, peroxide their hair, I think it's different if, like, you go darker, you add highlights. But something Mm -hmm. where you're, like, you have to, lighten your hair the processing for that is so much that it's like just just give them a wig mm-hmm. yeah we don't care mm-hmm. yeah especially for stage too you know like film it's a oh, little God, harder yeah. but like i do love rachel mcadams for for doing that and being like, no yeah she had a good like this the 2004 to 2008 for rachel mcadams was like the time mm-hmm. she did wedding crashers yep uh, the vow, mm-hmm. which was sort of like her attempt at a second note- notebook type, since it's also Nicholas Sparks, mm-hmm. I think at least. And, and also the hold that Nicholas Sparks had on that time era too. Like they were like oh, five. Yeah. Walk yeah. to remember. Mm-hmm. Oh. Dear John. Ugh. Now, oh. Dear John was the one I cried through because I was in a long distance relationship when that movie came out, and I was like, <laughs> Safe Haven. No, I haven't seen it. I didn't love Safe Haven. The lucky one. The longest ride. The last song. Is that the one with Miley? <gasps> yes, it is. Oh, that's that was filmed one. in Savannah. Yeah, that's where she met Liam. <sighs> and the roller coaster began. Um, are you reading IMDb or do you know all those by heart, Julie? By heart. By I'm... heart. 
Her phone is not even in here. It is not in my hand, and I'm not looking at a picture of the IMDb for the last song because I love Miley. All right. Okay. Well, I have been bamboozled. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. I didn't know you were such a. I mean, you could have. You know, books. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> the beginning of Miley and Liam, 2008, 2009. She was 17. Yeah, she was really young. Oh, she was really She's young. right off of Hannah Montana. Um, I did use, I used to have a joke with like the Sparks books because I, I work at a bookstore mm-hmm. once a week. Um, not giving up that discount. And, uh, like, it's always, like, beach towns, North Carolina, South Carolina. There's always, like, some, like, heartbreaking incident that happened in the past that we can't talk about yet. But I used to joke, like, there's, like, a dartboard where he, like, gets those main plot points and then, like, shapes a story around it. That's fair. I would totally buy that. There are writers. I actually have a friend who has tropes, romance tropes, and a hat and picks that shit out well, and comes a book and i was like that's no, chaos there's no new like there's no new tropes there's no, no. new archetypes no there's just new ways to write them and new it. characters to express them through so if that's the thing that like gets you past that initial like writer's block or get like get is the catalyst that maybe inspires something even completely different mm-hmm. like i'm all for it but i just do love the idea of like nicholas sparks at his beach house beach house just like shooting arrows but also romance readers want familiar Mm-hmm. They don't. They would happily read the same trope over and over and over and over again. They just want the comfort of it. Yeah, that's why we all loved Bridgerton when it came out. Well, I was gonna segue to Bridgerton that the third Bridgerton book <laughs> is the Cinderella story. Like the girl has two stepsisters, an evil stepmom. Mm-hmm. She literally loses a shoe, and about a chapter and I was like oh are they gonna do this and then five chapters and I was like yes they are and I love it because I don't have to yeah you don't have to like I'm not reading it to be inspired to change my life I'm not I'm reading it because Mm -hmm. the world is chaos and I need fuzzy sock feelings yeah yeah I love that (laughs) you know exactly what I'm talking about though when I say that I it, it like it made me think of like so we've been talking about like what kind of like if we had a t-shirt what would our merch be and now i just want it to be fuzzy sock feelings i love that done done coming out (laughs) next week um i so we also see you know amazing ryan gosling but we also see the emergence of james marsden (gasps) james freaking marsden was this early in his career too yeah yeah damn and he is more my type so maybe when I first watched this too I was like why in the world would she go for him like Noah when there's James Marsden it's strange body type wise for Mm -hmm. males we were much more into like the lean look which was very much Ryan Gosling like if you look at it he doesn't have rippling muscles no um there's no six-pack abs but that is what was in back then it, did this movie this movie came out after titanic right mm-hmm. because there's like there's a little bit of did the cost like did the costume designer take off of jack dawson when you like first see ryan gosling like in the hat with like the locks peeking through and the shirt with the like i think he had even had suspenders on well yeah because well, that was the look at the time for sure well and there definitely is like a no just kidding <laughs> just kidding please edit that out <laughs> the number of it times took a second. i've said something and then screamed to laura don't put that in the nope. final i said look in your eyes and i thought for a second i went oh my god no <laughs> well, i was like i don't was that the look that said nope not even close <laughs> well but thank god is- you looked at me like i was a maniac or else i would have kept on <laughs> this is why julie and i keep the camera off (laughs) (laughs) for that yeah uh so we like there there is a a manic pixie dream guy element to noah Mm, that we see in leonardo dicaprio in in jack dawson too where he's like come on just live life just lay in the street you're so busy and i think that speaks to this time when like 
this is the start of girl hustle culture too. Like we started to get into girl boss. And Mm -hmm. so I think that this is funny that like manic pixie dream guy has started to like pop up where girls want a guy that's like, just live life. Just, we'll just stay like, she's going to live a cottage core life staying in that house and painting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is when we start to see that evolution in our modern girl kind of want and escape escape from at least what her parents expectations of her are yeah oh but the scene where like he's at dinner with the family for the first oh! time and they're just like how much do you make so uncomfortable just, yeah it um it why did i not know because say anything is not a period piece i sometimes i forget our format um <laughs> But it, it reminds me of that scene in Say Anything where the dad is asking him, Lloyd Dobler, like what he wants to do when he grows up. He's like, I don't want to sell anything bought or processed. I don't want to buy anything bought, sold or processed. But like just the fact that like it did it, nothing his character could say in that scene was going to make the parents mm-hmm. approve of him. No, they were just it was a show for everyone else and especially their daughter to be like, see, this is not the person for you. Mm hmm. Which also happens in Titanic mm-hmm. when he goes to the dinner. Just a lot of parallels. Um, kind of love. Very different mm-hmm. ending. Yes. Yes. I also, I love the scene whenever they're about to have sex. And she's like, what are you thinking right now? What are you it's just, you're so being so quiet. Real. Yes. Oh, I love it. And he's so patient with her. God damn it. Yeah. I, oh. uh, yeah, no, it, and then he does in Georgia for sure. But I, it keeps that tension and romance is all about tension and building the tension. Mm-hmm. So when they finally do the deed later on, it's so much better because they didn't mm. get to. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking don't hog it. Let them say something. <laughs> well, now I'm in my head that I'm not talking enough. No, no, you're I'm fine. I'm just waiting for the questions. <laughs> so what is it about the birds? The birds. I'm a bird. You're a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the beach scene. It might be one of my favorite scenes, actually. Um, in this movie or like ever of all time? Oh, no, no, no. Just in the movie. Okay. okay. Um, I just think it's so pure. It's just a, you can see that he is so without, um, like there's no choice in his heart. Like he would do literally anything Allie asked him to told him to uh, going as far as if she could literally change into a bird in that moment he would unquestionably do it too Mm -hmm. he says it without any hesitation if I'm a bird you are a bird and it's beautiful and we see it last the one here's where I broke down whenever the kids are like come home dad and he's like my my friend's in there like my my person's in there i'm staying yeah not friend yeah yeah but like he doesn't say it like like my wife he said what's the no. word that he says i think i thought he said my girl yeah like yeah girl is in there. Mm-hmm. my girl is in there and like even for five minutes and even for the pain of her sundowning he'll be with her for 20 minutes mm-hmm. like so it's not just something the birds at the end it's just beautiful the symbolism is it did make me laugh that they show her throwing bread but they don't show the ducks eating it because that is the most disgusting thing in the history of the world is like ducks eating bread (laughs) and like that many ducks and so you know also and they're vicious too so you know she didn't actually throw any bread Hmm? they're very loud too yes it's a lot of like clacking sounds yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if it was ducks or geese there was like a lake near my house growing up and we would go and like throw the bread and we realized very quickly like it was dangerous because they yeah. would just yeah. come at you snapping you know yeah. they're not not kind or polite birds no. yeah so that's whenever i see them rowing through a lake of ducks it's supposed they're to be romantic i'm like oh oh no Oh, don't pull out the yeah. bread no but it's a beautiful scene yes it's gorgeous okay i changed my mind obviously my favorite scene is when they're yelling at each other in the rain mm, it's yeah. not over it wasn't over then still isn't over i 
<laughs> I also love that they they show them disagreeing. They yeah, show no, they them fight. not being on the same page, but still loving each other. I think that we also came from a generation where films were telling us that like if you're in love, you don't ever disagree. Yeah. yeah. And like there's that moment early on where they when they first get the together and there's like the montage and they're like ah, rah, rah, yelling, 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 we're disagreeing, hands are moving, and then we're kissing a minute later. Like Mike and I, when we're talking, even if we're not disagreeing, we're very like handsy talkers. Mm -hmm. So it just even if we're talking about a movie that we're passionate about, it looks like we're angry from a distance. <laughs> and so I just I love that that they're like they're not they're not doing anything that's going to damage each other with their disagreement. Like we're also not oh. seeing like them showing a, an abusive relationship. Well, with, like well, oh, no. uh, Allie hits him a lot. Oh. A yeah. Lot. Um, and that is one thing that I think that flew back then as audience viewers because like abuse male abuse wasn't widely mm -hmm, talked about or mm -hmm, acknowledged mm -hmm. and now it would not fly she hits him constantly yes yeah. they're both very young but yeah no but that's absolutely right it's not okay i stand corrected mm. but i am um before i started rewriting actually the current series that i am publishing i rewrote six years ago i stopped the book that i was writing before beforehand to rewrite this series but that couple which is like coming out after this um, trilogy is done I actually have a note in my notes for that book that says this couple is like Allie and Noah passion on overload mm -hmm. and it's every high is high their love is high mm -hmm. their hate is high like mm -hmm. they're it's 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 just like a constant addiction to the high and they can't escape it. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's toxic and unhealthy, but it's also inescapable because there is like a true base of love underneath it. I think there's an interesting thing that whenever she starts to feel passion for Noah again, like I think we all get into these points in our lives and sometimes relationships in our lives where we're like, okay, this is good enough. This is what I should want. This is, and that's like job, hobbies, friends, like, but it just feels fine. And you see when she's with James Marsden that there's the he's scene fine. where he's fine, where she's like, I used to paint all the time. Like she just realizes that all the passion for all the things she used to truly enjoy is just kind of gone. Mm -hmm. And it's not lost, but she's just starting to realize how she has adapted her life to be what her parents wanted her to be. Yeah. Mm. And so that yeah, kind of sparks all those things. Absolutely. Would you say it, Nicholas? Oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Get out! Get out of the black box room. <laughs> the moment, <laughs> the moment start. Julie starts to sense. Would you say it was? I was like, oh no, we're getting a real bad joke. Uh, here it comes. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, thank you, Alex, for like, I I had a different view of this movie. Like I said, because the last time I watched it, I was a monster and it didn't touch me at all. And now <laughs> it just hit me in a different way. Um. Anything else we'd like to talk about about this movie before we give it our ratings? Um, oh, I don't know. I feel like I had so much to say. I was expecting like essay questions. Oh, and no. I just, I just had a lot ready. No. I feel like Laura's had to dumb it down for me. <laughs> no, she always has these like amazing thesi, theses. Theses. The sort theses. The th 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 and I'm like, I really like the hair. <laughs> the hair in this movie was great too. We did oh, talk about it. Yeah. Um, also, while we're while we're talking about people from the movie that then went on to other things, there's also the guy from Entourage. Yes. Oh, I don't watch Entourage. I didn't either, but I like vaguely remembered him. I don't know why. He, he clearly has done other stuff. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like that's my type. So you're like, I'm going to put this in my mind. This guy. <laughs> Remember him. Um, All right. I'm Anything trying to think. Else? You asked me what makes it like special. Yeah. What makes this movie special. I think 
the way that Noah treats Allie mm-hmm. is so sought after. Mm-hmm. The way that he looks at her, the way that he treats her. He built her a house mm-hmm. because she mentioned it one time, painted exactly how she wanted it, and just continued to love her through all of her flaws. I think it's one of those romances where women watch it and go, God, I want to be loved loved by that, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then society and men of society come back and be like, no, just that's your romance. Don't expect me to treat you mm-hmm. like they do in the romances. And I think that's so just heartbreaking and toxic in its own way mm-hmm. because he's not treating her in any special way. He's just loving her. Yeah. I, the mo the one moment in the movie where I was like, Oh, I, I want that. <laughs> Dang it. They, Nicholas Sparks got me was when, she leaves and you see his friend tell him like hey she's gone she's gone and he runs after her yeah like that moment of like i would love someone to miss me in their life if i were to leave like yes and i feel like that's not asking that much like when i say it out loud yeah women have the most our standards and expectations for how we are treated mm-hmm. in a in a relationship mm-hmm. are so bare minimum, mm-hmm. and I would I would say that that even extends to uh, friendships, professional relationships. Like yeah. we we expect, and we are willing to accept less. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. we have been bombarded with media, whether it be TV, film, or books or music, that tells us, like that's the way it is like you're mm-hmm. supposed to be the silent but strong one and like balance all these different things and accept that what what other people are giving you that is good enough yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it i think it is the most obvious in when you put a real relationship next to a fictional romantic relationship mm-hmm. because what is what do the men always say I'm not going to, that's fiction. This is reality. And it's like, why? Why does the reality have to be you do one nice thing for me a year and I'm supposed to be grateful, you know? Or you do the bare minimum of like, and I'm supposed what to should treat be expected. You like you're a king. And you're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing that yes. thing. And yeah, how much? Me, or with me or whatever. And how much do women man, like. Oh, Oh, no, no, you're fine. How much do, like, women fictionalize themselves to, like, go into those tropes that men want to see? Yes. And also, do men ever have to escape from their relationships in a book to get what they're not getting romantically, emotionally, sexually in in a book? They don't. They, they watch porn, sure, but so do women. So, like, there mm. is no... Yeah, outlet that men need that women are not giving them in their relationships aside from you know maybe maybe a little bit of porn but like also same for women and yet women we're just told hey yeah Yeah. that's the best selling genre so exactly because Mm -hmm. we're so unhappy and we expect so little wow Mm -hmm. I think every man should read a romance book they would learn so much, not only about, you know, the good stuff in the bedroom and how we actually want to be treated, um, yeah, but just how we, we just want to feel special, and they don't get it, right? What 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 we want, it, it's not a one to one. Of course they not. Think we want, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I hate it. Oh God, I get so mad. <laughs> <laughs> My a, a good friend of mine who's who's a who's a straight male. He was very like not confused but like why is the brendan fraser thing so big and i went through brendan fraser's movies and then also how he and and keanu reeves who's like confused he's like oh well i mean and like how they treat people in interviews and how Mm -hmm. they feel like they're a little like listening and how How they treat people when they think no one's watching yeah and it's like that's that's what women want like brendan fraser's movie choices were so 
respectable of women um except for bedazzled but like he that was the whole journey um and also yeah. elizabeth banks was a queen yes mm. yes so elizabeth hurley hurley sorry sorry no, no you're fine i just elizabeth banks is like my Who idol uh, Who am she's... I to talk? I confuse Ryan Gosling. Yes. Also, <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is um, is she uh, is Zach she and Mary make a porno. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I also love her. Effie in Hunger Games. In Hunger Games, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. Do you know? Speaking of like bare minimum, that Hugh Grant cheated on her. How? Look that up, because that's like anytime I'm like it's because of me it's because of me i'm like no elizabeth hurley got cheated on like anyway this became a, a different podcast and i love it well, but, but i think it i think it's important when you're talking about romance yeah to acknowledge that the our expectations are so bare minimum in reality and literally an entire genre was created yeah. to fill the void that we are not getting so that men don't have to do it and a genre in that has is in all media yeah like yeah. and st and the best selling in all media by a lot yeah i uh, never thought about it that's insane so true it's also insane. um like a i don't want to say it's, it's interesting but when ebooks started being released mm -hmm. romance sales like quadrupled because on on top of an already popular genre, now people had access to a genre that they didn't need to be like physically seen buying that book in the store. Yes. And let me yeah. say as a bookseller, like I will literally never judge your choices. I don't care what your kids are reading. I'm thrilled that they're reading anything. Mm -hmm. So when you go up there and like you feel like I'm gonna judge you because like they're not getting a Newberry book, no. Every, every book is a gateway book for kids. But do you know how many uh, steamy romance authors have been requested and are starting to put out discreet covers? It's a wow. huge thing. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Because is, readers don't want to be seen with them. Is that because, why Verity? Yeah. Which is huge. Right? Do you know Verity, Laura? No. Okay, but I'm so going to buy it today. Oh, yeah. You would <laughs> love this book. So Verity is it's huge right now. Mm -hmm. and the cover is like very nondescript like you don't know that it's related to the romance genre because it's like dark um it has like a like a kind of like a almost like an x-ray of a butterfly it's like yeah like it doesn't look like that genre you're mm -hmm. going to start seeing and it has already begun but couples on covers abs on covers they're going away mm -hmm. um because a readers want discreet covers, but also um, authors are being allowed to, and they are not expected to put out the marketable sexy cover with the couple embracing or the guy with the APEC abs, you will start seeing a lot more symbolic covers that are filthy books, mm -hmm. but they have symbolic covers. Well, and that's kind of nice because then you don't think of the person on the cover too when you're thinking of the. Oh, I never do. Yeah. <laughs> I just... always cut out their faces. <laughs> like on the cover. It's... I think Dancing with Sin. It has like. Oh yeah, part you do. Of her profile yeah. and part of his profile, but um, I can't think of a single cover that I have coming up in the future that has a person on it. Mm hmm. That's awesome. I thought you meant like every romance novel you bought, you like literally physically cut oh, just their faces. No, I was like, I that is dedication. Dedication. No. It, uh, now that you have pointed this out, like I'm thinking about like our like our current like table of most popular romance, and so many of them are almost like like cartoon. The cartoon, the, like the love the, hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. And I it don't all, like, it like distances the oh my god. It makes it, it I feel like I'm about to pick up a YA book. Yeah. yeah. And if I open the cover and I it's YA feel on the front and then it's people fucking constantly on the inside, I feel very strange. <laughs> wow. 
that's fascinating. But the, but the cartoon covers are huge. Yeah. Flowers are very big. Um, singular objects are very big. Um, and I think they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I, I very much like the But single... knowing that the impetus for that mm-hmm. is to sort of like, to mask it and for people to not feel embarrassed, like, I want people to embrace it. And I, I'm upset that they don't and feel like they can't. Right. Be, but that obviously goes into the whole thing of women shouldn't read Smutty Romance because that's gross. <laughs> Do you know um, who always embraced it? I'm just going to shout out Nancy Darlene Young, my mom. Oh, my yay. whole life. Every single airport we ever went on, like airplane we ever went on, every single airport we were in, which was a lot when I was growing up, she would always have a like a pretty dirty romance novel that as a kid I'd be leaning on her shoulder falling asleep and I'd see the words on the page and be like <gasps> but like I, the cover was like Fabio yeah like and she never gave a shit like she she was like no this is my life it's fine and then I seriously want to go get like a smutty like a like the smuttiest romance cover and like even if I finish the book, like take that cover and put it on other books. And you stuff. should. Yep. <gasps> Make pe- it makes people uncomfortable, which is insane. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I hate it. But there was this uh, author. She's very popular in the dark romance genre. Willow Winters. She had a TikTok go viral about her discreet covers. She got seven seven hundred orders in one day for discreet <gasps> covers. It broke her website, broke her all her social medias. Because just because readers, she and it was a version of a book she already that had, had been out for a long time, and they made just discreet, discreet covers, cover. and the readers went crazy. And like, how sad is that? That like women <laughs> aren't allowed to. They just feel like they have to hide what they want. If you feel like, or if you remember back to Fifty Shades, that yeah. gross, abusive um, <laughs> trend, which did i have to give the credit for um i do have to give it credit for launching like the mm-hmm. steamy dark remote romance self-pub genre back into mm-hmm. um like its height but if you remember the book covers they're objects they're a yeah. tie yeah. or a, or the like a, a cufflink yeah so women felt comfortable reading those in public because it wasn't a you know, including Nancy Darling Young. She read all those Yay. too. So, yeah, I, I will like, I, I love vampire romance. I will be there for all of them. Twilight was the one that I'm like, Ugh. but it started more, it like launched a billion more vampire romances. But have you ever read, um, oh God, the, um, Black Dagger Brotherhood series? No, not yet. It's Whoa! on my list. <laughs> read it. Oh my God. Read it. it. Um, so good laura you're not kidding that that launched a genre like i remember working at the bookstore when those books came out and prior to that like our at the time yeah it wasn't even called ya it was called teen fiction Mm -hmm. and it was teen fiction and that was the first time they segmented it between teen fiction and teen modern fiction and we got paranormal romance yep so specific and now like i think like now it's young adult um new adult there's fiction there's like sci-fi fantasy and there's romance and there's so like the that launch that sort of subdividing of that of saying like no people like it's not enough to say oh you're not an adult so it's enough to say you have this section Mm mm-hmm and I remember the bookstores when I was a teen, because Take a Shot Twilight did not come out when I was a teen. Um, but when I was a teen, was just like two shelves. That was all teen fiction was. It's huge now. Yeah. Um, teen fiction, or YA, new adult, um, sci-fi fantasy, and romance are the most progressive genres right now. Paranormal mm. romance specifically is probably the biggest seller of all romance. It's contemporary. Uh, it's me. It's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Laura did it. Uh, it's contemporary romance, paranormal romance, and those those are your two huge ones. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, crap, and there's another one. Okay. I'm completely forgetting. Is it but historical it is. romance? 
no, unfortunately. Okay. My mom needs to buy more books. Yeah. It's it's obviously it's very big. It's got its audience, but it's much more niche. Yeah. Than I would say the paranormal romance trend has become. Everyone yeah. wants paranormal romance because then you've got your yeah. you've got your vampires, your werewolves, your angels, demons, gods, goddesses. There are a few elves. I'm just saying, if you want a good goblin yeah. king paranormal romance, mwah. oh my gosh, I don't know why my to this when you said there's a few elves but i immediately went to like santa's elves no i mean i'm sure those are out there oh there's every type of romance out there one of the biggest sellers for the longest time thanks to tiktok was this book and i don't necessarily remember the title other than it had milking in it um but it was a it was a minotaur romance And it was bestseller for months. And it is about this woman who works in a milk factory who gets with a whole bunch of minotaur. I I don't I don't want to skip ahead, but like I can tell you both right now that my things that I'm looking forward to has switched to I <laughs> like I I'm going to go to the bookstore today and just get a stack of romance and i'm so excited yeah i'm so excited i'll also go to sprouts because it's the same shop oh my gosh i would Um, would say from uh what is the word i'm looking for um 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 support suggestion no it's support that it was that was the word it was a very simple oh you're like i support you in this support your indie authors oh yes yes Mm -hmm. yes um alex speaking of indie authors (laughs) How how can people find you on social wait, media? Wait, wait, we didn't rate it. Julie, Julie, back up. I know you're I'm excited sorry. to buy romance. I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to transition. <laughs> well, you blew it. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Um, one out of 10. This is Alex's recommendation. One out of 10 birds. birds. What would you rate this movie? Julie, you go first. Oh, me? Yeah. Since you watched it completely all the way to the end. Okay, I have a confession. <laughs> I started watching it the other night. I have seen this movie. I started watching this the other night. And then I went to bed. And I forgot that I hadn't finished it until Alex got to the house. I kind of want to ask how you think it ends. Well, clearly I don't remember the part of her hitting him. This is where that I get... early in the movie. This is where I get fired from the podcast. Okay, I give it seven birds and a partridge in a pear tree um i think more more films like this i'm trying to think of, of other films that sort of followed this model because you think it would have mm-hmm. like sparked a generation of it films sparked like a lot this. of nicholas sparks yeah but not yeah. necessarily like this model well, of a film yeah that's fair yeah so that's that's where i am Thank i would also give it a seven <laughs> no i'll go um, I, so Alex, what would you give it? I would give it nine out of ten birds. Uh-huh. I think it is an exquisitely acted film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. It was so unique for its time. The love story is timeless, and mm-hmm. I think I only have haven't given it like a ten because it's not like my favorite mm-hmm. uh, romance to ever exist. You know. Um, thank you. I just want to, before we move on to recommendations and people knowing about you, I do want to say that there is also a collection of hot daddy Santa romance novels too. So we're talking about Santa's elves. Huh? Santa has a lot. Santa's a daddy. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. So Julie, now you can ask. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you give it? Oh, a seven. (gasps) Rude. I'm sorry. What's what have you given a ten? Wait, I had to know I what you gave we, Titanic. Did I even give Titanic a ten? Um, I think you gave Titanic a ten. I think okay. I gave it a nine. Oh. I gave the Mummy a ten. Oh, mm. that's fair. Yeah. 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 Oh. Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Vision. It's gorgeous. Vision. <laughs> and all about the female gaze. That whole episode is just me saying the Mummy's the female gaze. <laughs> and me being like, this is a word I didn't know. Please explain. <laughs> 
Pop culture period piece podcast. Laura teaches Julie things. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's only because I have TikTok, really. That's how I learn things. Um, I, I have a TikTok, but you I need don't to get go on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, well, first of all, I'm bad at like creating videos unless it's ads. Um, but also, when I look at TikTok, it's usually before I go to bed. And I know you're not supposed to look at your phone before you go mm-hmm. to bed, but it's like further away from the router. Because my bedroom's further away from the road. So, like, it's hard. It's actually harder for me to watch streaming things. So, it'll take me, like, five minutes to watch a video. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I give up. That's fair. I do <laughs> want to say that Book Talk, which is a section of TikTok, has revamped the um, paperback buying market. So, I think there's a section at every single Yes, we have a Book Talk. It's a Book Talk section. Yeah. So, when you say, like, this segment or whatever of TikTok. Do you mean like I just search for that hashtag? Oh or? yeah, yeah. That hashtag is massive. If you follow mm-hmm. me, you'll automatically start getting book talk videos. Okay, I'll do it, and I'll check my videos during the daytime. <laughs> um, I I say like this side of the house, like it's so big. It's just we like the router is in one corner of the mm-hmm. house that's not near anything else, and then we have wires connecting all the other computers. The West you walk Wing. In and you're like. Did internet just get invented in this house? <laughs> and it's like, well, pretty much. It's an old house. So, so speaking of book talk and TikTok, <laughs> Alex, where can our listeners find you? Where can they purchase your books and follow you on social media and become fans of you? Um, I am on Kindle Unlimited. So all of my books are free on Kindle Unlimited. If you have that subscription and you like angsty forbidden love and um am on tiktok <laughs> on uh, as a uh, author alexandria lee same as on instagram i think it's author underscore alexandria lee um and those are those are the places i, go. I don't know i'm really awkward talking about myself i, know, I need to I get better like about promoting yes, about it's myself author underscore alexandria lee that is a fire photo of you. Mm-hmm. Your profile my picture. Fun fact, uh, when Unlawful Temptations, my second book, came out back in June, my Instagram was hacked on launch day, and it completely just tore down everything because I had a lot of reviews coming in, so I've been slowly building back up a following. Ugh. There's so follow her. Follow Alex. Thank you. It's great content. And also sometimes there's like pets. Yeah, I do post about Brody every now and again. But yeah, everything is free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, and it will rip your heart out, make you feel all the things everywhere. Is it weird if I ask you to what? sign my copy of your book that no, I have? No, that's not weird. <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. Okay, I'm going to ask you to sign it. <laughs> that's not weird at all. Though, which version do you have? I have the, like, the first oh, version of your first book. Oh, so you've got that. It's a nice cover. But the spine isn't all pretty, and the back isn't pretty. I mean, it's gorgeous. Just kidding. I should. I shouldn't tell this to your face. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she, she really downplays herself, guys. I do. I'm really bad about that. It's I know gorgeous. So many authors who just promote the shit out of themselves and love themselves and all their books, and I'm like, I get compliments all the time about my writing, but I just don't like talking about myself or saying good things about myself you'll get well then i will it's her books are fire she's gonna probably be covering her like hand her face with her hand while i say this her books are fire her tiktok's phenomenal go buy her stuff buy lots and lots of romances and thank you alex for joining us thank you so much thank you for having me this was so much fun getting to expose the romance genre filling in for men this this is our longest and most fascinating episode to date really calling it yeah like we just dug into so much cool stuff yeah oh yeah i feel like the movies are are really just an excuse to talk about cool stuff the movies yeah. are all fun to talk about but also then we like the tangents they inspire so good conversation mm-hmm. yeah cool well thank you for listening listeners buy our merch buy alex's books and uh take like seven shots and we'll <laughs> talk to you soon bye bye, bye.
the Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.